All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show, everybody. I'm Brent Wallace. He's the pool boy, Mark Mathot. That's right. Mark Mathot owns a pool and has yet to be in it this year, and it's the end of July. I know. We've had a bacterial issue, but I think a lot of it had to do with the spring and me not being around to tend to it because we don't leave our pool covered in the winter. And uh, a lot of stuff got in there when I was doing the world championship coverage. I was in Toronto. So anyway, it's finally ready to go. The kids are going in today, Wally, oddly enough. Oh, very good. Because it looked like, well, it looked like a homeless shelter. It looked like shit. It looked like <laughs> shit. I know. And uh, you know what? I, uh, it was so frustrating, right? Because you're just staring at it. And I realize this is a first world problem, but I, I would stare at it every day. Finally, uh, I'm getting in. I'm pumped. Okay. I'll be over tomorrow. With my uh, big unicorn oh, floaty. Are we going to wear like a full body suit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Nice. Uh, before, okay. Be- yeah, moving on. before people ignore us and turn us off. Um, this show, by the way, we're pleased to announce brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery, our new partner to bring on board. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. One of the four owners probably does the least amount of work. Calvin DeHaan uh, playing the NHL, as we all know, of course, over 500 games. So we're excited, Matt. He lives around the corner from me, Wally. Did you know that? Well, he's building a new house. Yeah, maybe he yeah, can come and fix it's your gorgeous. Pool. Yeah, they're right around the corner um, on uh, River Road by in, in the Manatic area. So I'm gonna we're gonna link up at some point. There's a place called Kelly's Landing, nice little patio on the water there where a lot of people go to. And I think we're gonna plan on having a couple beers there. But yeah, really good dude. Happy that he's on board with us. We just ate there the other day, by the way. Incidentally, 
coincidentally, no way. yes. Yeah, yeah. And you never never thought to call, eh? Like it's well, literally they only, a two-minute drive. They only had room for four. So that was my <laughs> I couldn't fit you in. Otherwise, oh, yeah, um, anyway, by the way, right. go to Ridge Rock Brew Co. Uh and uh ridgerockbrewco.ca and you can order mix and match the beers. They've got award-winning beers. There's so I mean, some of them are really good. There's a few empties behind me uh, right now, which is uh there's blonde amber ale. Uh, the APA, which I really enjoy. They have stouts. Uh, just go there. You can order it up. I use the Wham Show coupon code 15% off. That's right. We're trying to take care of you. Also, Meth, something you might be interested in. They have a keg club. That's right. You can sign up for the keg club. They bring you a fridge. Uh, put the keg right in there. Anyway, uh, it's nice. fantastic. Yeah. And listen, if you want some great food and you're out in the area, go to Carp. Can't miss it. It's on the corner. Uh, fantastic place. I had a burger the other day avocado on it it was extremely good i thought i was eating healthy because there was avocado <laughs> i love how you i love how you accented the avocado as if yeah. it's like this new experience you've yeah. had like anyway good for you ollie i'm happy yeah. i probably lost weight eating that <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we're excited to have them on board that's ridge rock brewery um now by the way huge show today because we have Claude Giroux, the huge signing in the offseason for the ottawa senators uh, a three-year deal um and we're going to get to him in just a sec. We've got lots to talk about. The other thing is, Matt, because of the signings this summer with Jabrinkat and Giroux and, of course, Cam Talbot and goal, is they're moving up in the, uh, in the Stanley Cup odds. Now, I know they're a far ways away, but if you were to lay down 100 bucks right now at sportsinteraction.com and they won the Stanley Cup, you win 4800 bucks. It's not a good deal. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's worth it. I mean, it's certainly... Uh, makes cheering them on a little more enjoyable too, right? Yeah. Just just seeing how the team can progress throughout the year. So um, they're in a good spot. They're not finished though, Wally. I know. And it's fun to watch. I also, I, I'm led to believe that Jacob Chikrin talks are not done yet. That are I think still, it's still a possibility. Really? Well, yeah. yeah. And Wally, I know you've got some ties out there in the Valley. And and you know what? I, I think for me, I, 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 I think a lot of people would be very happy, obviously, I don't want the team to rush though. I think this is an, this is an area that doesn't need to be addressed right this moment. Chikrin's uh, willing to come to Ottawa and, and, and join the, uh, the party here with the Sens. I think everyone would be elated, but at this point we've seen the Sens bring in some guys over the past few seasons that just hasn't worked out. Be patient, do a little due diligence, make sure they actually want to come here make sure they plan on helping out this group and they, yeah. you know, they're compatible and can skate. Those are always yeah. the big points for me. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm just, I guess I'm excited. The fact that that's still a possibility that there is still a yeah. the chance as we get perhaps a month away here from the start of camp or a little bit more. So is that, this like still a, Wally, yeah. is this inside, is this like some insider info or is this just you kind of no, throwing I, something out there hoping it I, sticks? I never throw something out that I'm not sure of that. I don't have concrete evidence that at least I know that it's a possibility. So I'll Fair go enough. with sources and it's not something I made up because you'll check my timeline there's nothing on it that says I'm hearing this. Okay, um, fair enough. And by the way, uh, go to sportsinteraction.com slash William thought. You can check some of the odds there. They're fantastic. I, I'm waiting for them to put up the odds to see if the Sens will make the playoffs or not. That's the one I'm interested in. Okay, um, so Matt, I got something for you here. Yeah. The Claude Giroux signing. Now, I don't know if people – he, he's very consistent in how he plays. And so a lot of people maybe not pay as much attention to him, but the guy's over 1,000 games, uh, nearing 1,000 points. I believe he may be the second best unrestricted free agent signing in Ottawa Senators history. Uh, here's yeah. the board. Um, okay. 
by the way, we called it special agents. We went out of our way to think of this one. Um, top five free agent UFA signings. Number one, Dominic Hasek. Tough to argue. Two-time Hart Trophy winner, six-time Vesnet Trophy guy. Uh, Sergey Gonchar. So I'll put Claude at second. Sergey Gonchar at three. Alex Kovalev uh, mm-hmm. at four. I mean, he, he was very good in his prime. And then I, Clark MacArthur came in at five. But I could argue him with Kevin Denis. Now, these are guys, by the way, that came in having already established careers that really uh, were stars, if you will, before they came to the Ottawa Senators. So people can say, well, Sergey Gonchar wasn't a star in Ottawa, but my point is how good he was before they got him. And these people signed as free agents. Right. Um, Well, the the only argument there, Wally, would be with, because you, you, I'm assuming you had Hasek at number one. Correct. Yeah. Like, well, and he only played, he played to see one season. I know, but that's not in Ottawa. He's a two-time Hart Trophy. There's never been a better player signed with the Ottawa Senators. Well, I guess, okay, I guess you can attack this question from different angles, right? If you want to answer it where who is the most productive or who had the biggest impact on the Ottawa Senators. So you're saying who's landed, the biggest fish that Ottawa landed is essentially what you're asking me. That is correct. Okay, well, yeah, I'm with you with Hashik. I mean, one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. It's kind of hard to argue and put him below anybody else on that list. Right. So I think, well, and before and he got hurt, he, yeah. he had almost career numbers in Ottawa. I think he had the best career numbers he had in a season in Ottawa until the injury at the Olympics. Until he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Well, I mean, and, and by that, so by that logic, when you're looking at players like, you know, of, of that caliber, including Kovalev and Gonch, this is a, this is a tough one, and I'll probably get attacked either way, no matter where I go with this one. But I, I do think, like, Giroux is significant. You could make a legitimate argument that he's number two behind Hashem. But, you know, with Kovalev, his numbers were pretty darn good, too. I, I don't know. I, I like I Jihad, like too, only because of his experience on the international stage as well. Yep. I know he didn't win, didn't have the success he probably wanted in Philly, although they had some pretty good runs there in those late 2000s or or 2010 i think yeah so yeah but okay, he's a hard trophy finalist i know so i'll go with you on this i'll, I'll throw i'll lump in g at number two only because yeah. not just because he's a guest on our show but i want to throw you a bone for a change wally listen you can argue it but you'll be wrong the guy for and it's in pearls of wisdom which i'm giving away one of my notes and that is for six years, he had the most points in the National Hockey League in an era that included Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. He's good. I know. I'm with you. So that's all I was trying to get at. I'm <laughs> just trying to pump him up, you know, in case he's, he's good. That's why I like him. Anyway, he'll be excited. I'm excited to see what he can do on this roster. Yeah. And I know he's excited. Yeah. I, so I, I ran just, into him I the hope... other day. Oh, you did? Where'd you run yeah. into him? I'm with him skating. So. Uh, I'll get into it because I got some pictures to share of uh, just what an impact players like him have uh, in NHL cities. And so we'll get into nice. it when the, during the interview. Cool. Uh, moving on. And there lots of Florida talk in this show. Also because uh, we talk about defenseman Jacob Chikrin. Well, Mackenzie Weger has been on the list, right, to end up in Ottawa. Well, he ended up being traded. Uh, and so that led to now Matt Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, is now in Florida um, so I'm going to re- I know, you know, the trade, but for people that may not know the trade for Matthew Kachuk, uh, Florida traded Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, uh, a prospect. And I think, uh, Cole Schwitt, uh, and a conditional first in 2025 for Kachuk and a conditional fourth. That seems crazy to me. I know he's a hundred point guy, 
But t- I, what are your thoughts? I don't, it just seems like a so lot. So what do you mean? We're we talking about Huberto be, yeah. it being crazy because Huberto's a hundred point guy. Well, so Huberto's a hundred point guy, but Kachuk, they're just, yeah. they gave up a hundred point guy, a solid defenseman, uh, a conditional first, and then uh, Cole Schwitt, like well, who was a prospect. Now I understand that Huberto and, and Uyghur are only signed for one more year. That I understand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like this, this idea that there's no chance, you know, like I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, there's no chance they'll resign in Calgary only because, you know, Huberto's rolling around in a teal Lambo. It's a big culture shock for him. Right. And then of course with Uyghur, I I don't know enough about Uyghur on a personal level. I know he's a great defenseman, but then I watched their little press conference and they were pretty adamant. Now this could have just been them just saying it to say it to, to appease the base or whatever, just to be those good guys but they made it pretty clear that they're very interested in re-signing with, with Calgary. If, if <sighs> you know, the, the opera, I know. And, and, and that might just be hot air. Right. But um, you know, you look at the move and I, I know everybody, a lot of writers, everyone was lumping in on, uh, on Florida saying Calgary with a landslide victory win. I mean, it's a, it's a win in that you get two immediate, incredibly impactful players in Calgary yeah. on a good team where they can continue to, you know, make a run for it. Right. So I guess for this upcoming year, sure. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great trade. I, I, I just, we can't downplay enough with Kachuk, what Kachuk brings to the table. You know, like, by the way, that contract, that contract, I, I was dying laughing when I saw that. That structure is incredible. It's a good deal. Like, it's, it's, it's essentially lockout proof, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just, it's, it's that good with all the signing bonus money, making $1 million a, a year on, yeah. on salary alone. But anyway, no, I, I, he, he can fight. He's chippy. He's got a little bit of Claude Lemieux in him. He can score goals. He does it all. And I feel like Florida was probably missing a little bit of that, especially up front. So I love the move for Florida as well. I think it's a pretty, pretty good balanced trade. Now, if Huberto and Weger decide to sign and stay there, and Huberto is just coming off a career season, over 100 points as we just talked about in Florida, then, then maybe this conversation changes. But as of right now, with the way things are and them with only one year left on their deals, yeah, I got to think it's relatively even. And that's just, I mean, that might be a bit, a bit of a hot take, but I, I still like the move for Florida, bringing in a really young player, getting your term with them. You're locked in and you got a role player. So we'll see. Uh, by the way, still working on getting Mackenzie Weger on the show. I, I talked to him before he got traded because he skates with Claude Giroux. And I was yeah. like, hey, we'd love to have you on the show because you've created a bit of buzz in Ottawa. Uh, and he's like, yeah, great. Just send me a note. And then uh, he got traded and I haven't heard from him. Now, that being said, I did text him during his press conference because I didn't know what was going on. So I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, so he may never yeah. talk to me again. Uh, by the not. way, you spoke of that uh, contract. We call this Kachunk of change. Uh, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in midseason form today, by the way. You are. Good um, for you. Matthew got eight years at 76 million. That's 9.5 per year. While Brady starts his seven year, 57.5. I think it is uh, contract extensions at I mean, 8.205 million. Imagine being a dad, like imagine being Walt and like, who, the by the way, fa- made a couple of bucks himself. Right. I, I like, all I can think is like just being a father going, you've got two highly successful <laughs> young young men in your family kids and they're making almost 10 sheets a year it's like what it's crazy so yeah you know good for them they're gonna have some wicked parties moving forward i'm sure but uh yeah i I can't help but think like just two siblings like that playing in the nhl at the same time on monster deals it's awesome 
if my math is correct, it's $133.5 million just in those two contracts alone. Um, so what do you get each other for like gifts? Well, you don't get anything, right? Like I got you like some sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> eventually as you start playing and it's the same with, you know, with us, like, it's like, you just stop buying gifts. You're like, you know, it's just, it's kind of silly. You go to dinner, you do something together, but getting gifts for people that make that much coin is not really, I mean, I don't know how much you're really doing for them at that point. Right. I think gestures go yeah. a little further. I can't so, believe I'm talking this way, but yeah. So, so do you buy like a nice bottle of wine? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a good call. A bottle of wine or, you know, you or, take your buddy or, or I don't know, wife, maybe it depends yeah. who we're talking about here. You take them out golfing or you go somewhere nice dinner. That's typically what you would do. Okay. My birthday's in December. Um, okay, moving noted. on. Uh, Florida again has signed now. If you add Rudolph Balsers to the list four former Ottawa Senator players. So we call yeah. this the sunshine state. Huh? I stayed up uh, all night. Uh, I, I believe it. That's the sad part. <laughs> anyway, let's Florida keep going. signings. Uh, Colin White at uh, 1.2 million. Chris Tierney got a two-way deal. Michael Delzato got a two-way deal, and Rudy Balsters at a uh, one-way deal. Uh, two-way yeah. deal. Two-way deal. Seven hundred fifty grand. Um, yeah. It, like, what is is that? I know they're up against the cap. Is Florida a better team today than they were at the end of the season? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I. I don't think so. I mean, it's, and it's hard, right? Like when you go on a run like that, you eventually run into some cap problems, you know, and yeah. you're, you're, you're tight. Cause all these players, you you have a couple of really good years. Some of your role guys start hunting for more money in term because their numbers are excellent because they're playing on a good team. Everyone's stat lines are inflated. And then eventually, you know, you don't win. You have to make a move. You have to start yeah. freeing up some cap space. So you know, but, but never mind the, the ins and outs of, of, of the business side. I mean, I'm just looking at the names you just mentioned, like Whitey, for example. And I, I, I saw the comments. I saw the reaction people had when he signed. I couldn't be more happy for him. And I know you no. probably feel the same way. I mean, what a, what a good opportunity, right? Like, it's just great. So uh, I hope he runs with it, though. That's going to be the key for him. It's to go in there and, and be impactful right away in training camp, right? So start turning some heads. Don't be an afterthought. They're going to give him plenty of opportunity, but I do hope he rolls rolls with it because he's battled injuries. He's had some bad luck, a little misfortune over the the past yeah. couple seasons. Finally, has a chance. And Delzato gets to go down into a stomping ground where he sells homes. So he's a hockey player slash realtor. You know, he's gonna it's just gonna be moving units every day, making tons <laughs> of money. That'll make up for the the lack of NHL time, perhaps. So everybody wins. Yeah, he. I mean, he can hook everybody up. Right, get Whitey a place and Tierney. Um, it, it is interesting to see, like, uh, the the Atlantic division now to me is full of intrigue, right? You got the Kachucks yeah. now in the same division. You've got Florida, yeah, was the president's trophy last year. How do they fare? They're still considered a well, cup favorite. Uh, Tampa, Detroit's made some moves, like, Toronto's now added Matt Murray. How do they fare? And of course, Montreal and all the stuff that's going on. It's, it's exciting to yeah. see. So the, the interesting storyline for me, you just mentioned it was the Kachuk brothers now playing more frequently against each yeah. other, right? Like, like so six times. Yep. Playing against a sibling. I always, I only ever played with my brother in minor hockey, like very early on until we sort of split up. Cause I got two years on him, but um, I could not imagine playing at the national hockey league level, like in the same division, it's going to be super, super interesting because yeah. they're both, they both play like right down that line, right? Like they, they, they're very physical. 
at times can be a little dirty. Could maybe Matthew, maybe Matthew kind of teeters that line a little bit more, but now they're playing against each other. How do you approach it? Like, I guess the whole buddy buddy thing and warmups is out the window now, right? Cause like you're, those games no. are important. You need to win no. those games. Oh, interesting. You, because remember during the, the pandemic, when they played the all Canadian division, I think they played each other nine, six or nine times. Forgive me for not knowing the number. Yeah. Um, they still met and hung out. Is that is yeah. it different because well, it's nobody's in the stands and it's just it's, all weird. It is wildly different, right? Like yeah. you're playing. So, so the, I don't even like using the pet, but mind you, that was a great uh, point you brought up Wally. Uh, but I don't like using the pandemic, the bubble, if you will, as yeah. an example, because that was just strange, right? Like there was zero atmosphere in the building. Both those guys thrive off of fan reaction. Yeah. And then, and then I go one further and just be like, you know, right now, like this is serious. You're playing a full, a full season. I just feel like the, the, the mindset in players is going to be a little bit more different, right? It's ramped up. It's competitive again, all those unknowns of cancellations and whatnot are out the window. So I'm, I'm pumped to see how they play each other. I'm genuinely curious to see how this goes because Ottawa's looking to take that next step forward. They want to be good. They don't want to be a joke. They want to be taken seriously. And then of course you've got Florida coming off the heels of a pretty good season, great regular season uh, and so I think there's going to be a lot of competitive stuff going on there. And I think those brothers are going to clash at some point. Okay. If you were to go to sportsinteraction.ca and look for uh, a spot where it said, which brother would have more points by the end of the year? <laughs> who is it? Ah, now well, it Matthews the- clearly has the numbers now in his career, but going into this year, who scores more points? I, I still think you go with Matthew because He's not, he doesn't have the same stature that Brady has. He's not the captain. Brady takes on more of a whole. He's, his game's a little bit more rounded. When I say rounded, I don't just mean the defensive side of the play. I mean the physicality stuff, the fighting. He's got a bit, he's a he's your prototypical power forward, right? Whereas um with Matthew, he's a bit more of a pest. He's got a little bit more of that Marshawn in him, but maybe less, obviously less skilled to a degree, but it's fascinating because they are, they do, they are different in many ways, right? Size is different. They bring a little bit different element to the game. So I, I I'm, I'm reluctantly going to have to go with Matthew. What do you think? I, I think it's Matthew uh, only because of yeah. he's, he's shown it already. He's a hundred point yeah. guy. I, yeah. He's got some pretty good players in Florida alongside. It's, no offense, it's nice that Josh you're not Norris being a contrarian with me that for a change. Like you're actually <laughs> agreeing with me. It's great. I, I love I mean, this. I would, I would love to see him. Uh, I would love to see Brady dominate him, obviously, but uh, we'll Same see here. how it plays out. But I, th- yeah, I don't think head to head. I don't think the point totals are that different. I should have looked it up. I'm I should have looked it up too. Well, I'd be yeah. You don't yeah. You don't. I don't do very much though. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna get to close your room. <laughs> okay. Got him. There you go. Look, you see well done. Right there? Yeah. No. A little, little fruit fly or something. Yeah. That's. Look at that. Okay. I don't, where do we go from here? Well, I'm, I was just about to, to bring in Claude. Are you good? Or are you yep. still need Let's to rock. Mr. Miyagi a couple of things here? No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're watching the Wally Mathon Show, proudly brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery. Uh, use their Wham Show coupon code and get 15% off when you go to ridgerockbrewco.ca. Uh, up next, close your room. Claude Giroux, a uh, new three-year deal for the Ottawa Senators. Kind of the hometown kid comes home. Uh, excited to have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, 
you're probably the only free agent this summer that signed that didn't have to move somewhere. Uh, that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's always the same story for me. Every time it's uh, the end of August, it's all right, let's pack up and let's go to Philly. Let's, uh, let's get all our stuff ready for the season and we'll not have to do that this year. So that's uh, going to be a plus. And gee, you live, you're in Canada, right? Like you guys built a home out there. Yeah. Yeah. We've been oh, living. Man. That's so convenient. Yeah. It's great. We're about four minutes from the rink. So <laughs> that's great. Pretty cool. yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, lots of questions for you. I, I don't even know where to begin, but I want to start with one of them is because it's your first NHL game. It actually is in Ottawa. Uh, you're wearing number 56. It's February the 19th, 2008. And then John Stevens, uh, how does he tell you that you're going to be in the shootout? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was playing juniors and I got a call from Paul, Paul Holmgren, who was the GM at the time. And he goes, uh, Hey G, uh, we're coming to play Ottawa. You want to come to the game? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go. He goes, yeah, but we need you to play. I was like, hey, yeah, sure. I'll play. And, uh, got very- <laughs> and, you know, when you're 19 years old, first NHL game at home, family and friends were all there. And I was playing with, uh, Danny Briere and Scott Hartnell. And for me, I was ecstatic, very nervous, but very excited too. And then ended up going to shootouts and, comes up to me gives me a little pat in the back and he goes uh gee you're gonna go first and i'm just like all right sounds- <laughs> and, uh, i didn't score but uh it was against ray emery i every time i talked to him after that i i told him i had him but uh uh yeah the whole experience was just pretty crazy that's so good I, and i there's a i think there's video like your dad's at the glass with a legit camera taking pictures if i'm not mistaken like that whole day must have been surreal for everybody in your family yeah no it was i mean when i got the call it was maybe two days before me i could say maybe a day before so for two days there it was uh, everything happened so quick and uh you don't even have time to think about what's actually happening um you know yeah it was it was just crazy and, uh it's definitely something i remember forever um we have a thing called Pearls of Wisdom, by the way. It tells you a little bit more about uh, who Claude Giroux is, for those who don't know. Uh, it's brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc., helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, need some landscaping needs? Call them at 613-432-1120. By the way, they are hiring. And a reminder, drive safely at construction zones along the highway. Um, okay, Claude, here we go. A uh, thousand games played with the Flyers. That's second in team history. Obviously, uh, Bobby Clark is first. Uh, 715 games as Flyers captain. That's the most in franchise history. 443. That's the points over six seasons from 2010 to 2016. The most in the National Hockey League. And you're one of three players to score 400 plus points with the Gatineau Olympique. Uh, includes the regular season playoffs Memorial Cup. Luke Robitaille and Martin Menard are the other ones. Um, Gatineau is pretty special for you. And I'll go back because twice you're passed over for the OHL draft. And I've I'm curious if you think much about your hockey career when you can't get drafted uh, and then you're a walk-on in Gatineau. Yeah, I mean, obviously when you're a kid, your dreams to play in the NHL. And uh, the first, first time that OHL passed me, you know, you start doubting that you have a chance. And uh, obviously I didn't think I had a chance, but I just loved playing the game. Um, ended up playing junior A for the Cumberland grads. And and lucky enough, I, I was a walk-on in Gatineau and, uh, Benoit grew the coach there. He challenged me a lot, and I was able to uh, uh, to have a 
a good camp and make the team. And uh, till then, it just it went it, it went great, and um, it was just an unbelievable experience. And it's it's crazy because like your first year in Gatineau, you had almost forty tucks. So, like how like did your agent or anybody or I should say probably advisor at the time anybody tell you why you were passed on? Like like was there a reason? Were they say all oh, clothes too small or it's this or it's that? What was it? Uh, well, the year of my draft, I actually uh, got mono, so I missed half of the ah. season, and I wasn't a big guy. I, I don't really skate fast, and uh, you know, I didn't really have the tools <laughs> that you'd be like, "Oh, this kid has potential," right? So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a mix of everything, but uh, you could ask the scouts more than me. I don't. I wasn't in those meetings. So, <laughs> so how do you go to Gado then, and just all of a, all of a sudden catch fire? Like, were you there? in training camp and realize, okay, like this is a little easier than I thought. Like, what was that thought process like going into that season? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was easy. Uh, I mean, during camp, uh, Ben Groom made, like it was hell for me. He was on top of me. He was yelling at me and um, I didn't really like him at the time, but it took me yeah. about a few months to kind of realize that um, he's doing this for, uh, for, for, for myself. So, and playing with David Krejci, uh, didn't hurt. He was a very good player. Good and, point. uh, you know, the whole, the whole experience, like I remember the first 10 games of the season, I was at school and, uh, somebody came up with the, uh, the NHL scouting report and I was going to get drafted in the sixth round or something. And that's when I was, I opened my eyes. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm actually have a shot here. And, uh, I remember after that, I kind of dialed in a little bit more and just <laughs> gave, just gave a little bit more and enjoyed it. And, uh, but yeah, it happened. That was another thing. It happened so quick that uh, awesome. that, that that first full year. Yeah, uh, that remind. I guess it's perfect time to lead into your favorite coach uh, that you've ever had. And Benoit Grew, by the way, is now coaching Arizona. For those who don't know, because it made me think, if you'd have stayed in Philly, you could be playing for John Tortorella uh, this season. Uh, would he be a guy you'd want to play with? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, my favorite coach only because he was my first coach in juniors and the way he, uh, he made me realize what kind of player I wanted to be early on. I was kind of a skill player, didn't really work. And, uh, he really changed that for me. I was able to, he put me in a lot of uncomfortable position and, um, kind of gave myself an identity kind of. So Ben grew, uh, is, I would say is probably my favorite coaches, uh, cause he just, he gave me uh, a path and changed the way I was as a player and going back to Tortorella. I think he's, I think he's a great coach. Um, I mean, I, I like that type of coaching when coach kind of challenged the players and um, keeps the guys on their toes, make them feel comfortable. And uh, most of the players uh, thrive on that. So, uh, so I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes with the guys. See, I don't think most players do thrive on that, but may, or is it just for a short period of time? I mean, I guess it depends on the player. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I think the generation, it's maybe a little change a little bit um, to old school to kind of the new generation. And uh, I think there, there's pros and cons for both of them. You just have to find a balance that well works mm -hmm. for the player. And usually the, the best coach, they know who to push and they know who to like, kind of be a little bit nicer too. So uh, when you have a coach that can do that for each individuals on the team, I think that's when uh, guys can succeed. Yeah, well said. Uh, how, and be honest, how many minutes did it take you to decide to sign with Ottawa? 
how many minutes. Oh, uh, it was a lot of talk about it with my family. And, you know, there was maybe three, four teams that we kept talking about. And every time we're done the conversation, Ottawa just sounded great. And um, I mean, the hockey side of it, you look at the young players and uh, how they took that big step last year. I, I mean, I, I know in every interview I say this, but they did take a big step last year. Mm-hmm. They had a not a great start of the season, and then you can you can see they were a hard team to play. They have a lot of character, the work ethic. Yep. Uh, I think it starts with the coach and uh, the captain, and uh, when you have that, it's I mean, it's just it's just something I want to be a part of. Uh, your thoughts on seeing Matthew Kachuk sign with your old team in Florida in that trade? Yeah, that was uh, unexpected. I think I don't <laughs> think anybody could have seen that trade ha- happening. Uh, it's a big one. I mean, uh, I didn't really have time to really think about it, to be honest, because it's, uh, it's such a, uh, I mean, Huberto is a, obviously an unbelievable player and also uh, McKenzie. And so, I mean, those are three great players that, um, I mean, it's going to be great for Calgary and I think it's going to be great for Florida. So, uh, yeah. I know it's one that it's that kind of trade you wrap your head around and you're just, you're not too sure, but who knows? Maybe it's going to be great for both teams. Gee, gee, this this, and I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position here. Like with no, Huberto, <laughs> do you, do you see him? Do you like, like, and I'm not saying you're talking to him every day and you know the answer to this, but do you, do you see him staying there in Calgary? Like long-term? Like, oh, is that boy. something like the guy drives, he drives like a teal Lambo in Florida, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like, definitely going to be a shock. The uh, living in Florida, going to Calgary, but yeah. uh, you know, he's, like he's he's a great guy and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his hockey IQ and I'm just talking about hockey uh, side of it. I think he's gonna get along with that team and um, I mean they're a hardworking team and this guy can bring uh, a little different element to it. He's kind of a more like like Johnny Hockey, uh, yeah. con- controls the game with the puck, makes plays. Uh, but off the ice, it's uh, uh, he's not gonna go on boat rides anymore. I think he's gonna he's gonna have to buy a <laughs> snowmobiling and just. enjoy the snow a little bit it's going to be different that's for sure yeah well said okay uh i know you skate with Mackenzie weger in the summer also calvin dehan by the way you may not know just sponsored our show today uh ridge rock brewery uh you can go to the website uh 15 off um does cal ever bring any beer to the skates afterwards is what i want to know no but in his defense we do skate at like 11 (laughs) a.m so it's kind of i understand um (laughs) He did bring a two for one time in my house, which was very, very nice of him. And um, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Ridge Rock. Uh, during COVID, they, they delivered it, so it was perfect. <laughs> By the way, you can still get that delivery. Just go to ridgerockbrewco.ca. Uh, um, the other part about the summer, uh, when I saw you last week, and this is, I took a picture of you. There's like eight kids. So they're, you're coming off and they're waiting to go on and they're waiting out. So they know you're here or you're, you're in the arena and they want to meet you. And so they're all talking and they're all like 10 years old. And so they're, they're, they need to get on the ice. They're like five minutes to go before they got to get, none of them are dressed because they're waiting for you and they've got their sticks out. They want you to sign. But my point is when they came out, you were all, you were nice to all of them. You signed whatever they wanted, took pictures. Um, the point it's, this is what it means to have an NHL team in the city of how important it is for these guys. Now they've met a bonafide superstar who's playing in their city who they can go buy the Jersey and they love it. And I'm, is it something you embrace now the attention that you get 
I know you got it in Philadelphia and whatnot, but how important it is to, to be part with those kids. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a strong believer in it. And I mean, I, cause I just put myself in those shoes when I was a kid and I had a chance to meet NHL players and they were always nice to me. I mean, I, I met Eric Desjardins when I was 12 years old and he was the nicest human I've ever met. So, uh, and I remember talking to my parents about it for, for the whole year. Um, so when you meet guys like that and they're just being easygoing and, and nice, he, uh, it's hard not to be that guy. And, but, at the same time, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, the kids are always get excited and talk about hockey a little bit and see how their season's going. Um, I mean, it's, I think sometimes I have more fun than, than, uh, than the kids. Are you getting hounded now at like dinners and stuff because you've signed here? Yeah. Hounded for what, sorry? At dinners for like autographs or pictures or whatever. Uh, no, uh, no. I mean, there's, if I go to farm boy, I'll, few people will say hi and say good luck and excited that I sign here, but uh, it's been, it's been great so far. If the Sens win the Stanley cup, will you shave your beard? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the beard is just, uh, it's going to stay. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, gee, it's, it's beautiful. It's very you. full. It's you've always had a very full beard. eh? Yeah. Well, you have to work at it. It's uh, it's not easy. Uh, it's also a French gene. Like when I was playing in like minor <laughs> hockey, I like 12, the French teams always had facial hair and I never understood. Thing, how eh? I didn't why. even know. I didn't, you didn't know, know that. I know. No. I know. I don't consider you Quebec. I consider you obviously Ontario, but it was a, that, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'll let Wally continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leads me to my point of the attention you've gotten this summer. We've had, we've led lots of talks about you on the show. Have you ever watched our show? Yeah, I actually, uh, last week, I wanted to be prepared for, for this interview. And I listened to the one about the draft. And all I could hear was Mark saying how I'm re regressing and uh, I'm losing speed. I'm maybe not the player people think. Maybe it's not a I good knew, idea. That I knew he was going to bring this up. Uh, G, I, I'm allowed to ask questions. Hey, I know. I was in my car listening and I was actually like, cracking up a little bit i was i thought it was hilarious but it's okay that's, uh people have been saying i'm slowing down the last five years so and you're not really not, uh, you're still looking pretty me. good yeah i know that's fair okay well i i will formally apologize i never do this you don't have I will to formally apologize okay but but if you do start off pretty slow i'm going to be very critical early on that's fine uh, that's fair <laughs> i'm just fucking with you <laughs> that's fine okay i got some players i want to ask you about uh that you know uh, pretty well. If I were to say the name Corey Perry, what comes to mind? Oh, God. Oof. Yeah, I mean, pretty much what uh, Mark said there. Yeah, the word. Uh, he's a great competitor, obviously. He, he's just that kind of guy that loves to get into it. And uh, if, like, when you play and you know he's on the ice, you, you have to be ready to get into it because that's just Agreed. how he plays and he thrives on it. That's when he plays better and he knows it too. But uh, Do you remember the elbow or the oh, hit I, to the head? No, I don't know. He, no. he got a four game suspension. I think you missed five games early on in your career. Yes. Yes. I think it was my first week I got called up. Yes. Um, yeah. It was great. <laughs> I know. Like, what do you, Wally, what do you expect him to say there? Like, well, I wanted yeah, him to yeah. say if it was if, good, if, it was a good experience. No, I laid I, on the yeah. ice for a bit. No, my point was I wanted him to say he's the guy that gave me a concussion. Oh. Um, uh, Yarmir Yager was your line mate at one point. Um, 
we'd like to get him on the show. If you can help with that, that'd be fantastic. But uh, what do you know? What do you remember about JJ? Oh boy. Uh, like in your career, I think you like, you like Mark, you play with guys that a lot of people ask you about, because obviously he's a legend and, uh, but you have stories about this one guy for days. You can have a beer and talk about it for three hours of talking about one guy. And he's one of them. Just the way he works, he was at, he was about 40, 40, 42 at that time. But like he'd be after a game, he'd be in the gym till one in the morning, till two in the morning. See, I and don't understand that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, just worked all the time. That's all he wanted to do. That's, and I, there's a reason why he's still playing. Like he's still playing <laughs> yeah, in, in his league. Like that's, that's crazy. But it's not, it's not surprising because nobody works harder than the Ags and, uh, he taught me a big lesson. I was maybe 24 when I played with him around that age. And he, he told me, he goes, gee, if you want to play for a long time, you have to work harder than everybody else. And, uh, and he did it. So, uh, I just kind of followed him. Yeah. That's... So what's different in your training now compared to when you were 24 ish? Is there much? Uh, I think, I, I think during the off season, maybe it's the same, but I think, uh, it's during the season. Uh, just you don't have to do much. You just have to do a little something. Could be that one bike ride. Could be a workout for 15 minutes. And uh, that's one thing he uh, he he taught me a lot. And it just helps you recover. He, if you stop working out during the season, you you can decline a little bit because yeah, you're you're gonna be fine on the ice, but you won't have that power. You won't have that that energy that you need. Yeah, Sidney Crosby. You two fought a lot, or I should say battled a lot in the playoffs. Uh, what do you think of when you hear his name? And the two of you, obviously, the Battle of Pennsylvania all the time. Yeah, I think uh, the, the rivalry was, was really high early on in my career. We had some, some great battles, and then uh, we ended up playing together at the World Championship. And, uh, I mean, I did not want to like him, but uh, we ended up being line mates. So, uh, it went, uh, it went great. And, um, but anytime you get to play against a, a player like Sid or McDavid or, um, Matthews, like you play against guys like that. I mean, there, there's not a better way to wake up and, and, and enjoy the challenge. So obviously Pittsburgh Flyers, they're big rivalry, but anytime I had a chance to play against them, it was, the game was just more fun. And one of the players that I think is the most lively that you've probably had as a teammate is Jacob Voracek, who Meth knows obviously very well from Columbus days. What is Jake Voracek like? Uh, if Jake is on your side and your boys, <laughs> he's the best man in the world. He, uh, he'll go to war for you. He'll do anything for you on and off the ice. Uh, I mean, me and him had an unbelievable relationship. We played so many years together. Uh, he's an intense guy. On, on the bench, we've had some uh, some battles, me and him, just yelling at each other, saying that we're going to fight and uh, and then laugh about it five <laughs> minutes ago, uh, five minutes later. I mean, that's just who he is. Yeah. And um, oh, I mean, that's like meth. That, that's another guy you can have stories about for for a few hours. Just just one of the best. Yeah. So meth, what's he like for you? Well, no, I, well, I've told the stories. Hey, G, oh, like, the toothbrush. When I, when I played with him in Columbus. Like, and I remember we had a really young core of guys and I remember doing a day trip cause we were playing in the West. So we were playing against Nashville. We were going to Nashville the day before and he didn't pack a suitcase. He brought nothing. Like he didn't bring a, an overnight bag. He didn't have like a little kit with like deodorant or toothbrush or so we're like, like 
Jake, what'd you bring? And he had this, like, I'm not kidding. It looked like a toothbrush that you'd clean a sink with like heavy, thick bristles. It looked like 30 years old. And he had it on the inside of his coat pocket. And he goes, no, I got my toothbrush right here. Just ready to go. That's all he had. He had nothing, no fucking toothpaste, deodorant, anything. And that's just how he was. And his hair, like, you know, his hair was just all like, looked like sideshow Bob, but he just wakes up and ready to go. Yeah. And he was such a likable guy. Like everyone loved him and everything you said, everything you said was on point. He would yell at guys occasionally on the bench because he was so competitive, but like you could never hate the guy and he loved his music. He loved like oh, yeah. Eddie oh, Davis yeah. eyes and all these songs that he would sing in the room and with that thick Czech accent, it was so funny. Yeah. He's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, gee, have you spoken much to Brady Kachuk? As we mentioned, you are the longest serving captain of Flyers history. So you've been a leader for a very long time. Uh, have you two spoken at all? Uh, yeah, we called each other a few times, a few texts here and there, but uh, yeah. I think I, I think he's pretty busy right now. He's just got to engage, I believe. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to uh, to get to to meet him and hang out with him. And um, I mean, he's he, like he's one of the reasons, one of the big reasons I wanted to come here is when you play against him, he, it like it's not fun. Like you know, it's yeah. going to be a battle. He's got a lot of character. He just loves to to get into it, and it's just that kind of guy you want to follow, right? So. I'm not shocked that he's a captain early on in his career like this. And um, I mean, I'm excited to hang out with him, uh, but I'm more excited to, to play on the ice with him. And G, what was, what's like, I'm assuming you've had conversations with DJ or, or Pierre and cause just kind of tailing off that conversation about, uh, you know, Kev, the captain, what's your role going to look like as far as leadership goes? Obviously you're a mentor. Obviously you were a longtime captain in Philly. Have you had conversations with how you're going to handle that with a younger group now? Cause you're in Florida. There's a lot of vets, a lot of superstars. Now you come to sort of a different dynamic team, right? So how does that look for you? Yeah. I mean, like, like I said before, to be a captain or not to, to be a leader, you don't have to have a C or a, and it's, you can't, you can't force it. You just have to be yourself. And yeah. I, and I think when you have a lot of experience and you've been through different situation and you, you, you kind of know what to expect, I think you can talk a little bit more. You can about your experience and how it how it went. So, yeah. to be honest, I'm just gonna go out there, be myself, and uh, I'm not I'm not really a shy guy when it comes to uh, to to speaking up. And um, but you know, I were one thing that I one of the my one of my coach four years five years ago told me leadership is not about one guy. It's about four or five guys being on the same page, and then everybody follows. So mm. I think. Uh, I think early on camp is going to be important to, uh, to get the message through whatever the, that message is, find an identity and everybody get on, get on board. If you're not on board, well, I mean, you know, get on board. That's pretty yeah, much I it. I know. I, that's really well said. No, I totally agree. And that's a good line about the leadership kind of, you know, pulling the ship forward. What, so this is my only uncomfortable conversation, uh, question for you, power play. What's that going to look like for you right now? <laughs> Where do you fit? Where are you playing? Oh, I'm not worried. I mean, that's a great problem to have when you have yes. too many guys. Obviously, Agreed. you got to put your ego on the side. And I mean, you want to win or you want your points. That's basically what it is. And yeah. I've seen a lot of teams, they have two power plays. Whoever's going is jumping on first. That's basically uh, how it is. And yeah, yeah. if you don't get the job done, you got a guy behind you be like, hey, I, I, I can play better than you there, but, uh, 
but like you've like you've seen it before you can have two great players but have zero chemistry together it just doesn't work so early on like we need to find chemistry we got to know who can play well with with who i mean if i need to play in front of net on the power play i mean i would probably be terrible but uh (laughs) but 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 i'm ready to do that you know whatever whatever the role is you just have to embrace it and and try to be the best you can at that position right so but you know how it is too like during the season you'll play with a line for five games and then it's gonna change you know everybody's asking me who you're gonna play with i'm like i'll probably play with everybody so we'll just see who it works and and you got to understand that us people like wally and i we have nothing better to do than ask these questions but i totally agree (laughs) with you in that it's true after after training camp you might be completely with guys you never expected that you'd be playing with right so a lot can change totally understand but i was just curious what you would what your answer would be with regards to the power play because you know skilled guys they want their they want their bread right like they want to get their goals they want their points but i love what you said there about like do you want to win games or are you so concerned about points right now and i I think that's something that you'll probably have to drill home in training camp yeah and like everybody's talking about lines right now but like i heard a lot of great things about pinto formington joseph like those guys can go up the lineup they can all play they come to camp in shape, ready to go, and they have great preseason game. Like, let's give them a chance. Like, yeah, you know, so anything can happen. Yeah, I could hear it in your voice uh, just a minute ago when you said, like, get on board. You can hear the fiery competitor in you. So I'm curious, early on in your career, Steve Eisman was this way. He was like, I want my points. And then he, he had a shift where there was a conversation about straightening him out. Were you a point guy early on, or were you always that, I will tear your arm off if I have to to win a hockey game? Uh, like, I wouldn't say I was always worried about my points, but, uh, maybe my first three years, it's like, I, yes. I, I, I had to prove myself that I can, I can contribute. I, I know I can, cause the first two years I was playing third line center. Um, I didn't really play power play. So if I want to get up there, I need to produce. Right? right. Uh, it's not that I didn't, I didn't care about winning or losing. I just wanted my points. It's just, you need to produce to, and like, now I'm at a point in my career. It's like, Okay, I like I know I can produce, but it's more important to win than to actually yeah. get the points. I don't know if that makes sense, but like it's it's kind of how oh, it I does. Feel. Yeah, because you have to establish yourself, right, as an NHL player. I think that's going to be your challenge, especially now that this team's finally getting a little deeper. So guys are going to be dropping down a little bit more on the depth chart into more of a role player, and so you're going to have to tell them like to break that habit. Like, don't worry about your points. Just, just go out there and do your job. And I think that's probably going to be a challenge for some of you leaders out there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's another thing. It's, you got to get on board here and yeah. you know, if, if everybody's on the same page and we win one, nothing for four games in a row, some guys don't have points. Well, we won four, four games because a lot of guys here have been losing for a lot of years. And I can tell you that if you don't produce, but you play the right way and you win hockey games, it's way more fun than, to get your two points in losing. So um, I'm not too worried about that. Yep. Uh, if we were to go by the top six, which is Kachuk, Norris, Batherson, Debrinkets, Dutzla, and you, I think you're 10 years older than anybody else, maybe nine. Do you feel at all slightly old <laughs> uh, going into the season? Yeah, no, not really. Uh, I'm young at heart. I have a lot of energy. I like to compete off the ice, so I'm going to get along with these guys. I think so, anyways. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be different. Uh, there's a couple of young guys like Cam, Cam Talbot's a little older too. And, um, 
Uh, I, I know Austin Watson a little bit. I've been talking to him. He sounds hilarious. But yeah, uh, good dude. Yeah. all I heard is the room is great. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how it goes in there. Have you seen, because uh, I'm obviously not skating anymore in the summer, is Pinto or Sanderson, any of those young kids out there right now with you guys, or are they back home? No, there's, there's, uh, there's not much guys here right now. I know oh, Zub really? okay. is here, but uh, pretty much everybody's going to be coming in of August, I'm guessing. There's yeah. a few. So, uh, so Sanderson skated last week or the week before uh, by himself with Mark Kastelik and Shelly Kettles. Uh, he's still working on his wrist. And then okay. I ran into Sabrin, Zaitsev, Zub, and Kastelik the other day skating uh, with Shelly. So there's a few guys around, but um, they'll start coming in soon for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Chloe, do you have like, so you talk about hanging out off ice and like, do you have a special talent or anything off ice? No, oh, boy. Um, like ping pong? Like, are you a big ping pong guy? I like, I like, I like to dabble with ping pong. I mean, uh, <laughs> I love for some reason, I'm not, I'm not the, the best, but I love playing bowling. Like I'm, I've always been a huge fan of bowling. Uh, never had wow. a bad time going to bowling and, and having fun, but uh yeah, playing playing pool and I like to be active. I can play darts. I anything to compete. I I get I get pretty uh, competitive and um, I get a lot of joy into it too. So, I yeah, I hate losing as well. Um, do you have one of our favorite questions of all time? A favorite snack? If you were to watch a movie, what are you sitting down and cheating with? I like I uh, yeah I like chips. I'll I'll have chips over popcorn for sure um i mean i don't eat a lot of chips but if i'm gonna have one i'm i'm gonna open a bag and i can i could probably finish it does uh does tony get on you for your dieting at all is he like a big <laughs> no he's not a big no, diet guy well, we've been working out together for about 18 maybe 17 years I, that's why he, i asked he, like he's learned to like don't worry about my diet i'll be fine <laughs> i like i like my weekly poutine i i like to I mean, nice. I, I eat well, but like I, once in a while, you need to yeah, settle yeah. down. And yeah, you got to enjoy it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, do you have any, and this is tough because I know players don't answer this question, any set goals for the season? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I haven't not gotten there yet. I wouldn't say, I, the only goal I can tell you right now is to build this team to be uh, to be a playoff team. I mean, yeah. you make the playoffs and you know how it is in the playoffs, anything can happen. And, uh, but we're a young team. We need to, we, we need uh, as a group to build uh, confidence and build an identity and having that experience going into the playoffs. I think that would be huge for the first year. And, you know, whoever you play, you just, that experience itself, it's uh, like, the best experience I would have in the playoffs is losing. When you lose in the playoffs, you, it kind of opens your eyes, makes you realize how hard it is. And it is hard. And my, like my second year, we went to the Santa Cup finals and that was probably the worst thing for me because I didn't, I thought it was going to be easy. And I thought, Oh, I'll be back here. Not a problem, but uh, it's hard. It's hard to win. And sometimes you have to learn the hard way. I, you just took the question right out of my mouth because I was going to ask you about the 2010 playoffs um, coincidentally, it's your game winner in a shootout against the Rangers that put you guys in. And you talk about just getting in and anything can happen. I remember that run you guys went on. Um, 
it was impressive to see because it just I think he went in as a seventh seed and ended up facing Chicago. Um, is that something you can lean on with that experience to say, listen, guys, like I know it can happen. We just got to find a way to claw our way in here. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think in that Eastern conference final, we played Montreal. They were the yeah. eight seed and we were the seventh seed and you don't see that often, but no. you just have to get in, you get in. And if you match up well against a team and then you move on to the next one. And um, I mean, the playoffs, there's not a better rush than, than those few months and uh you put all your season into a in, into one series against one team uh there's not a better feeling out there uh i'm gonna flip that and i think that you guys set a record this year with like 17 losses or so, I, something crazy in a row like what is that stretch like and what does it teach you yeah that was uh that was tough we we had a lot of injuries. I mean, we, uh, we were missing maybe three or four of our top guys and, you know, we just couldn't get out of it. And when you lose one and then you lose a second one, and then you have that feeling that you're never going to win a hockey game again. So, uh, that was, that was tough. Uh, probably the toughest I've, I've had with the flyers. Um, we just, we just couldn't find a win. Is everybody looking for you for answers? Cause you, you're wearing the letter on your chest. Not really. Uh, or maybe they were, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a tough question. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just that kind of time that everybody's got to grind and get out of it. And when you, when you win that first one, obviously it feels, uh, it feels pretty good, but, uh, yeah, having all those injuries last year, it was, uh, it was a tough season. How long do you think the video tribute is going to be when you go to Florida? <laughs> As long as uh, <laughs> long like that, I was there, maybe <laughs> a quick espresso. Uh, <laughs> those video tributes always make me laugh now. Um, are you ex I don't know if you went back to Philly when you were with Florida. Are you looking forward to going back this time as a member of the Sens? Yeah, I, I haven't played uh, as a visitor at the Wells Fargo yet. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, I don't know what to expect. Uh, Philly fans, so uh, they might they might be uh, giving me a standing mm. O, and then they might boo me. So uh, <laughs> that's what I expect, and I wouldn't ask for anything else. I mean, it's uh, the Flyers fans are are absolutely nuts. Uh, playing in front of them, their their passion, intensity, uh, it's just something I can relate to. So uh, all those years, uh, yeah, they're they're tough on their players, but uh, when it goes well, it's you, uh, they're they're just great fans. It certainly is a special place to play. There's no question about it. Um, if you didn't have 28 available to you, what number would you have chosen? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. So I, I knew I knew Connor Brown had 28, and uh, I don't even have an answer for you. <laughs> I would have probably asked my kid what he wants, and then just go with just that. Go with it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Not 56. I. Uh, I'm sure it would have been in, uh, in my top 20. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. We just appreciate you stopping by. Uh, it's been fun. We appreciate it. We, we Listen, we labeled you the second biggest free agent signing in Ottawa Senator history behind we Dominic did. Hasek. We think that that's pretty – I mean, he did win two. I'll take trophies. that. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And we're, we're glad to see you and uh, we hope all the best for this season. We, we're like, 
legitimate. This is exciting. I think it's it's been since I've covered the Sens in 25 years. So uh, thanks for coming and joining this team because it, it really means a lot to this fan base to see you uh, vote to lace it up here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It was uh, great talking to you guys. Thanks, Chief. Please, please don't watch any more episodes. <laughs> no, I can't take Mark just ripping me. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> see, see you, Claude. Okay, see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> I love Gene. I love the fact that he called you out and the fact that he actually watched the episode. Um, Craig joins us now. Craig, welcome back. It's been a long time. You've been on a little bit of vacation. You got a farmer's yes. tan going. Yeah, yeah life's good. I, yeah, I got rid of, I had a really bad farmer's tan until I went on vacation. Now it's just like a somewhat farmer's tan, which is much, much better. But there's not, I'm not like meth, man. There's not a lot of reasons for me to be walking around Ottawa with my shirt off. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how to not, I don't know how to not do that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the dog it. for a walk and wear a shirt or run errands and do a shirt, but like, no, I'm not going to yeah. just take my shirt off and wander around like a psycho. So no. I have a farmer's tan. That's my sock tan is brutal too. Like, I don't know. I don't I have a sock tan. Do I don't, I listen, this is a hot take. I can't <laughs> stand it. When I see some dudes walking around in water walkers, yeah. you know, I'm talking about the Velcro flip-flop things yeah. or just Birkenstocks in general. I think, perhaps? I think, I think men, should always wear shoes. I don't wear sandals. My wife thinks I'm nuts. I am kind of crazy, but always sneakers or oh. nice shoes. Sandals in the summer, it's, it's dirty. It looks unathletic. It's just not a good look for anybody. It's so easy. if you're out there listening to this, take those, take those sandals, oh. put them in the garbage, light them on fire. No, no. I, I love sandals, especially from Gong Show that we use. Um, look, I don't want to, beach, I hate wearing I socks. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. I just want to put some flip-flops on and go do whatever I got to do and then come back. I, I don't understand your problem with flip-flops. Or I just don't think, I think it looks very unflattering. on Now a lot of socks people. and sandals I have a problem with, but apparently that's, well, that's the way it goes today. That's an obvious. Yeah. yeah. That's a kid. Well, that's like a young, yeah, the, my young kid. generation thing now. Eh? Like I see yeah. people like around the corner here, there's St. Mark's high school. They're always yeah. walking around in like socks and slides and they're just walking around in them. And I'm like, but like, I do, do that, but I don't go, I, I won't go out like that, but I'll do that. I will oh, yeah. go to like the store socks and slides, oh. but yeah, all socks and slide around the house. But yeah, if I'm leaving yeah, the house, I, got them on right now. Socks and shoes. No, yeah. I, I don't want to see your socks. I'm just saying in the house, because I have four dogs, I always wear flip-flops and you're because... going inside and outside and inside. And if you're wearing oh. socks, you don't want to dirty your socks up going outside. So you just, I, that's what I, I don't like. Want... I don't like people that wear socks in my house or sorry, shoes in my house. If you come over to my house, Obviously. take your shoes off. No, but yeah, people no. do it all the time. Well, and I, you know what? I, I do it sometimes too, because the way, the way my logic is, if my dogs are like, like far dirtier and, and yeah. they absorb like sand and dirt and they're walking around free, ball, free balling it in my house, <laughs> why can't I wear shoes? Odds are my shoes are cleaner anyway, because they've only oh. really been on pavement. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, let's just move on. I'm going to get frustrated. Oh, okay. by the way, I, I wanted yeah. to mention can we yeah. can we comment? Because Craig's been gone for a little bit, like and deservedly so. Yeah. Craig, have you seen any of the uh, the editing while he's been doing all those boards <laughs> yeah, that he's been posting? That's always a fun thing to turn on my phone and see a bunch of notifications. It's like, well, let's see what Brent did. So, yeah, but the funny thing is, it's not there. It's not terrible. Like it, it's 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 terrible in a good way. <laughs> but 
but then, but then we ask him, like, like I asked him in a text message, I think it was today. I'm like, just be honest with, with Craig and I, Wally, how long did it take you to make that board? He's like, yeah, like three hours. Yeah, that's the terror. <laughs> it was, that's, it was that's one terrible. shitty picture. <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. Like it took 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I like that, that it said not Craig approved because I probably wouldn't have approved that one with the old stamp of <laughs> this is good or something, right? No, that's what's fun about it though, right? Is like, it's fun yeah. to make crappy things sometimes and I do that. I like doing that too. So yeah, no, it's fun. But yes, it's sometimes good. I just, I, I'm trying to be better with my phone, especially when I'm off. Like I don't check it all the time. So I'll turn it on and there's like... <laughs> 20 notifications and it's like oh Brent's been, Brent's been trying to photoshop again so <laughs> guys are just jealous of how good that is that yeah. stuff is yeah. solid yeah I got Next a good up- text here I got a good text here from Giroux after being called out publicly in front of everybody <laughs> I like that I'm like the fans are probably going to verbally assault me for that and he goes when I win the skating test at camp I'll send you the numbers so oh. he basically just he just rubbed more salt in a wound that's already like gaping right so we'll see did you ever win a skate? Did you ever win a skate test, Matt? I kind of, yeah. I think I remember you. You were one of those. I used to ones kill those. Yeah, the skate yeah. tests. I used to destroy everybody, especially if there was backwards skating involved. And I used to destroy all the bike tests. But that, that yeah. was a, that was a thing of the past. Yeah. Now I have two arthritic knees, so I mean, well, you yeah. know, it was great at the time, but now I'm paying for it. Has the skate test changed at all? Do you think, or is it still the same uh, basic, still basic up and down and whatever? Right? Yeah, up down around the cones, around the cones. Yeah. It's 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 very hard for those listening. It's the skate test is the test that everybody dreads. I don't want this to sound like anything. It from what from my vantage point, it never really looked that hard because it's no. just like you do it a couple times it's, and then everybody's the re- gasped, but it's, it's all the recovery. It's the recovery, yeah. right? So you're going all out and you don't get a long break in between reps. And I think you do it like five times. And yeah. they so right after this, sometimes they'll even prick you for like blood. Yeah. They'll test your blood. Um, they check your heart rate. We're all wearing heart rate monitors. There's like four different coaches on the ice with the stopwatches. I guess we'll, maybe I'll save this for our training camp special episode, but, but yeah, it's, uh, that's the one time a year that every player is legitimately nervous going into the arena. It's, it's for the fitness testing. It's the worst day of the year. And then when you're all done, you realize how meaningless it was to a degree in that coaches don't really care. They just want to find out who's completely out of shape. Right. Cause once outdated, well, once the games start, nobody gives a shit about what you did on the bench press or what you did on the shuttle run or whatever. It's how do you think John Gabriel Pajot feels over the beep test or whatever it's to expose the the, The guys who weren't doing shit all summer, right? Exactly. It's to expose the guys are out of shape. Okay. Which player is coming in to training camp, not having done anything. Hey man, you'd be surprised. There's always (laughs) an outlier or two. There's always one or two guys that maybe didn't go as hard as they probably could have. And or maybe their eating habits okay. weren't really good, but they were working hard. In any case, that's usually right. it, it ends up being a project for the strength coach. So so Brady Kachuk shuts it down and does nothing all summer, shows up, fails every test. Yeah. What on earth would ever happen to Brady Kachuk? Nothing. Uh, no, 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 that's not true. Now, publicly, they're not going to sewer him in the media, obviously, but they will certainly have a meeting with him at the rink and they're probably going to work on it. So you join the fat club. When you're in the fat club, you got to do more bike rides. The strength coach is going to give you a dieting plan. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they can implement to sort of change that. But the, 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 the problem is when you're very out of shape going into camp, it's like you're, you're you playing catch up with it. Yeah, you don't get it back until it. the following year. It's hard, right? Because you don't have time. But my point playing. is Brady Kachuk is still going to be in the lineup and still well, going to play 20. That's yeah, all I'm doing. Like, 
it's if just he shows up fat, though, like test. after signing that contract and he's your captain, like that would be a problem, I think. Like, yeah. Now, granted, I, Eric oh. Carlson sh- showed up heavy one, one year. Yes, that's and what I'm trying to think of. He had yeah. a bit of a tough, he had a tough year though, like in a tough yeah. off season and lots going on, but yeah. He I came, think he had his best year the, after that. Like he, he should have fat and he was, it was his best. There was what we were calling him like Pablo or something. I forget yeah. what we were calling him, but like he was, he had put on some weight. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, he was such a freak of nature, right? He was such a, an incredible athlete that he just made it work. Now, would, was he playing up to his insanely high potential? No, not at the time. But he got there over the course of the season, right? I think he won a so, Norris that year. I remember so, thinking so, like long term, like that was. Kind oh, of was fun. that the that, was that the year he won the Norris? I think so. I think it was the last. Well, one he won what had also happened was he quit chewing tobacco for a while, right? So he went cold turkey, which for those who don't understand smoking or nicotine in general, when you just stop, you start to you tend to eat more, right? Like you're looking for something to just chew on or whatever, and usually it's it's food, and he yeah. put on a lot of weight, and then I think he started picking his his bad habit up. But, you know, but alternatively, he ended up his play on the ice got better. So I think I'm not advocating just like, for people no. to chew tobacco. I'm just saying no. in his case, it was a good way to kind of pull back on the on the food. I think he just needed like a full summer of rest too. like he was playing like 30 minutes a night, like every night. Yeah. And so it's like I, almost I, just I like un, it probably helped him, but it didn't. Yeah, I remember he yeah. it didn't help him so much in the fitness. Test anyway, anymore. Eric, Eric, was, Eric's the man. He's Eric's great. the man. And I got no criticism of his game. You know, I was critical of Giroux. When I said he was regressing, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. That was probably just a really hot take that didn't mean no, very much. No, I but mean, here's- I'm firm. I'm I'm firm with my hot takes. Like I will back up something I said a year ago, Wally. This isn't me going, oh, you know, I don't want to get Claude mad. It had nothing to do with that. I just felt like when I watched him play with Florida when they came to Ottawa this year, and that was probably because I had never had that vantage point. You know, usually I'm on the ice with him, yeah. but I was thinking, okay, like. Not too flashy, so that was sort of the, the 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 idea that I had from his play, and that's kind of where my thought process came from when I did the uh, the show on the draft. Uh, uh, so here's my defense to you, and I don't like to be nice to you this much, but at 34, you're different than 24. So he, like, ah. and regressing can be a small. It step, just means you're not right? going to get any better. That's all I'm saying. You're so, you're 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 probably going to slowly start to. You know what? I, I, I thought it was go an, back and find the clip. I thought it was a nice was way. Hard. Yeah, so yeah. I thought it was a nice way of you saying he's kind of he's, you're not getting prime Claude Giroux. He's, no. he's starting to slow down here. Like I, I don't know. I didn't. He's going to light what? it up. He's going to. I light like it you up. guys, Man. and I agree. I hope he lights it up. Hey, we all hope he lights it up. You know, yep. I, I, he's such a good dude. I mean, anyway, we're we're I'm babbling now. Okay, well, we'll have him on at the All Star break when he's about to make his ninth appearance or whatever it is. Uh, all right, boys, uh, go enjoy the sun. I'm about to go work out, so I'm ready for training camp. And me too. Uh, we'll see Be you tested. next episode. See you guys. Peace.